so last week, Chris talked a lot about mindset around business planning and looking towards your future and, and really, you know, we, he talked a lot about the comfort stretch and panic zones. Right. And so when we're business planning, we're certainly, we want to get out of our comfort zone and go into stretch and maybe again, a little into panic. And today I'm going to share some, some of my own stuff with you. Um, and how I business plan and then track it throughout the year. So uh, show of hands, how many people here do vision boards every year? Okay, uh, show of hands, um, people who love spreadsheets. <laughs> yes, and a show of hands of people who panic when they see a spreadsheet. <laughs> Yay, Edie, <laughs> way to be brave. <laughs> okay, and then how many people, how many of us track our business year round? Okay, good group. All right, so I'm going to jump right in here. So this is a picture of my vision board for this past year. <clears throat> so as an office, we all sit down at the beginning of the year and we do vision boards and then we keep them. This vision board is in my office, so I get to see it every day. And when I'm doing my vision, you know, when you're doing your vision boards, you think about what you want to attract throughout the year and then why you want to attract it. So Chris talked about that last last week, right? What's your why? Is it that, you know, you want to be financially secure? Or is it that you want your grandchildren to go to college. Um, so if you put this onto a board, and again, it can be, you know, it can be electronic through um, a Google Doc or literally paste cutting and pasting. And we have some pretty fantastic Better Homes and Gardens magazines in our offices, right? So we re recycle those every year. So this is how I start my year is with a vision board because it sets me up to understand where I want to be. And then, um, so business planning step one is to do the math. And sometimes we don't like to sit and do the math, but it is important that we do do the math at the beginning of the year or any time of year, really. You don't have to business plan in January. You can do it today if you want to, to finish out the rest of the year. So step one is what are your yearly expenses? And this is where you want to be very true with yourself and realistic because you want the right numbers. So let's say, you know, your yearly expenses are $90,000 and then you have your goals, right? So how much extra money do you need to attain your goals? <clears throat> so you might've seen on my vision board that I want a new car. And I also want to take a trip to Ireland and I want to um, go down to South Carolina. So, um, you know, that car is expensive. <laughs> I priced it out, it's $150,000 between my trips and my new car. So there we go. I have a big goal this year. And then what's your average sales price? So for me, um, last year it was $394,000. So all this information you can get off of your MLS or your sales director or business support specialist can help you gather all these numbers. And then what's your average commission net per transaction? So average 11,820. So then how much, how much GCI do I need to accumulate to hit my goals? 
it's going to be $450,000, but there's going to be some extra money there. I'm going to give some to the IRS and, you know, maybe put some in a savings account. So we'll go with that. And then step two is to take a look at your historic trends. This is, this is very important because if we're going to be realistic with our business planning, we need to understand where we've been in the past and where our business has come from. So this is my spreadsheet from a few years ago. And if you guys want after this, I can share this document with you, the blank document, so you can throw your numbers in there. But I look at what my transactions were, you know, every for every month, how many transactions I had throughout the year. So 2016, all the way up to 2020. 2020, I didn't actually finish. Um, on this spreadsheet, it's on a different one. And then I look at my volume and I break it down by quarter. So I look at my numbers a lot and I definitely look at my numbers every quarter because I wanna make sure that I'm on track. And if I'm not on track, I might need to pivot or I might need to you know, put a little extra in there. I don't like to be surprised at the end of the year when I don't haven't reached my goals. I wanna know that I'm not gonna reach my goals and maybe I need to adjust. Cause that's the other thing is to be flexible and know that, you know, as we're in a changing environment and a shifting market, our goals are going to change with that market. So being aware of it and not feeling like you're, it's a failure. You know, if you're monitoring what you're doing, then, then you can pivot. You don't feel like a failure because you are on top of it. And then I look at GCI. And the most important thing for me on my spreadsheet is the source of my business. And if you, you, you know, basically my biggest source is my sphere and client referrals and personal referrals. So that's where you want to be, right? You want your, everything to be coming from your organic people, not just, you know, uh, up calls uh, if you're on floor time or your website or, you know, an ad you put in the paper, because that's business by chance rather than business on purpose. So I like to look at this and my goal is to have all, almost all of my business coming from my sphere, my client referrals and my past clients. And then I and then I break it down and I look at how many list sides I had and how many buy sides I had. So as we're in business, when you start business, a lot of times your first couple of years are all buy sides, right? Because you don't have that you don't have the people referring you out. I mean, my own family, my first two years in business didn't refer me to their friends because they're like, she's too new. <laughs> Go with somebody experienced. But then by year three, you start getting those referrals because you've proven yourself and you have a good reputation. <clears throat> and then I look at, and then on the bottom, you'll see average sales price. So I take this information and you'll see that I did 2018 you know, and then project projected 2018. So that's where I kind of put my goals and then my real 2018, like what's really happening. And then I could do it again for 2019. So strategic plan and key performance indicators. So we call those KPIs. Many, many businesses uh, have KPIs. And so with our company, we have our KPIs. Within our offices, we have our KPIs. And as an agent, I have my own KPIs. So that I know, I know that if I'm going to reach my goal of 450,000 GCI, I'm going to need 38 transactions. And I want 30 of them to be list side and eight of them to be buy side. So that's my KPI for transactions. And then for volume, I want to hit 15 million. 
And then that brings me to my GCI of 450. And then I just threw in there my reminding myself of my average sale price, because that's another thing too, right? If you're, you know, if you're selling a lot of land for 60, $70,000, it's going to bring your average sale price down. So then you need to be realistic about, okay, you know, I might need more transactions this year, or I might need to, you know, go for that million dollar property. And then looking at appointments needed to convert a customer. So that's individually based. Some of us only need to, you know, have three appointments and we, and we can nail down a client. Others of us, it might take 10 appointments. It depends on who, how we are and, and how we present ourselves and our professionalism really. So I, and this isn't like, there's no science to this number. Okay. <laughs> it's what you feel in your heart. Like how many people do I need to get in front of before I can land a client? For me, I put seven. So then I multiplied that by my, my 38 transactions, right? Because if I want 38 transactions and it takes me seven people to get one of those, then it brings me to 266 appointments in the year. So then this is my math. Geek, I'm geeking out on you guys with my math. So of that 266, I'm going to divide that by 44 weeks. I'm going to work 44 weeks this year because I'm going to go to Ireland. I'm going to buy my car. I'm going to go to South Carolina, you know, take Christmas to off. So there's my 44 weeks. And so that means I need six appointments per week. So that's something you can track every week, right? It's not, you're not looking at the big number. You know that if I have six appointments this week, I'm staying on track. And some weeks you might have three appointments, but then you know the next week you're going to want to try and get nine appointments to keep yourself on track. And so then it's monitoring your progress. And I love this. Um, this is my vision board. This is a, a big post-it static board that you can put on a wall and I track. So it's visual to me every day, a couple of times a day when I go into my office is I have my listings, my under contracts, my buyers, my solds, my upcoming and my work streams, and then a list of books down on the end just for my happy place. And this is movable. This is not something that is solid. All of these pieces move around. And in your business, you want to keep that flow, right? So I take great pleasure in moving my post-its <laughs> from potential upcoming listings to a listing to an under contract and then to a sold. And at the end of the year, it's fun to go through all your, you know, sold post-its and remind yourself of what a great, great job you did. So this is my vision board. And then this is an agent in the office. She nails it. <laughs> she put it on there and she's like, I'm doing this. And she's, you know, she said she, she looks at it a couple times a day you know, and she's very happy when she can put an X through the transactions box and the listings, buyers, referrals. And then she too has some post-its on there um, to make sure she that she can keep track of what she's doing and keep herself energized. She, she said her boys sometimes will go in there and write on her board as well for her. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, and this, this is a quote that I love. The only constant in life is change. Heraclitus is an ancient Greek philosopher, and I, I really believe in this, and I remind myself of this constantly, um, because things are always changing. We need, to, we have to remain, remain flexible in order and be able to change course as we're working through these changing environments. 
Um, so I am actually going to put a challenge out to you guys this morning, a little fun challenge. So those whiteboards, I have two in my office that are packaged up and ready to go. So the first two people that send me pictures of their vision boards, I'm going to ship you out. I'm going to ship you out a, a whiteboard vision board. Sound good? Did Chris get on with us today? I don't think so. Oh, there you are. Hey, Chris. Hey, good morning. So my, my Zoom decided to update right as I logged on. <laughs> Always, right? So apologize for that. So. Okay. So do you want to finish us out, Chris? <clears throat> yeah, this was this was excellent. Thank you, Denise. Um, you know, and I think one of the things that kind of speaks to is that, you know, like planning, like if you want to take business planning, but you can take really anything, right? things are not as complicated as we make them actually things are actually pretty simple and you know sometimes our minds overcomplicate things to give us a pass so we don't have to do it right and um and so when we were talking last week um you know about why do we business plan right or why do we plan anything you know it's not planning for planning sake it's planning because you know we have a destination in mind and and you know if we're not mindful about that then you know we, we 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 tend to fall victims to like random fates you know and if and so if we're not intentional about what we want to do if we're intentional then we're going to have a specific then, then we're going to achieve a destiny but if we're not then we're going to just fall victim to to you know just random outcomes i think that's kind of the value of this right is is kind of knowing where you want to go and i think you know denise did a great job with the vision board and and you know how does that relate to where you want to be and then breaking it down into small bites right six appointments a week i mean we all do better all of us when when we have digestible bites you know when we take a look at the enormity of a goal and we say okay i want to do you know four hundred thousand dollars of gross commission income for example we say that you know we look at it and we go you know and but then when you break it down into every single day, the activities every single day, it's a lot easier, right? So think about it, right? In terms of, you know, how do you how do you construct things in a way so that so that frankly your mind doesn't get overwhelmed, and that you're 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 just taking it in and and you know you know easily digestible bites, right? Um, on the production side, just a couple comments. Um, typically, a really healthy ratio between your listing income and your sales income. Okay, or listing-based income and buyer-based income is two-thirds to one-third. So, you know, if you were making a cocktail, that'd be like the perfect <laughs> ratio, right? Um, of, you know, you know, liquor to uh, whatever ingredient you're using. So, um, but it's it's two-thirds to one-thirds. And, and really the way to look at it would be um, my listing-based activities, which would be my listing, so it could be an income and co-broke on your listing, uh, or it could be where you double side your listing, okay, um, or or it's an in-house sale on your listing, right? Any any one of those, and then your uh, buy sides are obviously you know pretty easily defined, right? Uh, and um, if you look at it that way, two thirds, one third, that's that's a really healthy ratio. So, but. That was great, Denise. So, and, you know, the other thing that as you were talking brought to mind was last week you talked about freedom, right? That you have freedom within your business to create what you want. 
and how you want it to play out. And also then, but with that comes responsibility, right? So you've got the freedom to be as successful as you want, but you have a responsibility to yourself to get you there. That's the funny thing about freedom, right? Yeah. More freedom you have, more responsibility you have. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> as they say, be careful what you wish for. Right. So, but you hold the keys. Keys to the kingdom are all yours. Yeah. So. All right, questions, comments? Got a couple chats in here. So, yeah, Susan, yeah, you can find the um, last week's on that link. So, all right, awesome. Well, thanks, Denise. This was great. Sorry yeah. for being late. So, we uh, forgive you. Yeah, okay. Thanks for having me. I'll, I'll work extra hard next week. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Have a great week. Have a good week. Send Take me care. your vision boards.